Hello dealers, I'm Lynn Wolf, and thanks for joining us for the latest edition of our Rural Lifestyle Dealer podcast series. We're talking with Derek Alexander, a salesperson with Right Implement out of Owensboro, Kentucky. Derek has found great success through social selling, such as through his own mobile app, digital business card, Facebook page, and automated text messages. Here's more from Derek on his digital business card. It's got a link to my website. It's got a link to my YouTube page with some videos. I've got a couple tractor apps on there. I've got a payment calculator. I've got a about me button. And that client can go on that app and push a button, call me to schedule service. And they can share my app, which has been very uh, good for referrals. But it really separates me. You know, where some other guy might write his name down on a napkin or he can't find his business card. I say, hey, I'll shoot you my digital card. And it's a way for me to capture the client's phone number. I never have a client say, hey, I'm not giving my phone number. Several different ways, it's uh, been a very good advantage for me. Join in the discussion as Derek talks about transitioning to rural equipment sales from many years in car sales, how he drives urgency, and the importance of investing in yourself. Well, let's dive into learning a little bit more about you and what you do there. Can you just provide some background about your sales background and um, also about your dealership, right, Implement? Right Implement has uh, nine stores. We're expanding. We've got stores in Kentucky and Indiana. We're a family-owned business. It's been in, in uh, business since the uh, 30s. Large ag, small ag, turf. Uh, I work out of the Owensboro, Kentucky store. There are two specific turf salespeople at the store. I really specialize in, in compact tractors, 50 horsepower and down, of course, uh, mowing equipment and gators. I don't even really deal with five or six series tractors. Uh, if I get a larger tractor client, I refer them to someone else. I really am not comfortable with the larger tractors. Uh, when I got into the business, I really thought, I saw the glamour of the big egg business. And I really, I was hired on as a turf sales and I really thought I would learn the turf business and start selling the big equipment and make the big money. But after I got into the, the industry and saw the potential of the turf side now i had no interest to deal with uh, even small or large eggs and to back up i came from a automotive sales background i sold vehicles i was also a sales manager for several different dealerships my last gig before i got into the tractor biz was i was a nissan sales manager i was a successful salesperson but i struggled as a sales manager because managing sales people is like herding cats so i thought i would just whispered to them the secret sauce, how I was successful and the other salespeople were just following line. It was more challenging than that. I struggled with, I struggled with the hours. That's why I made the transition into uh, equipment sales. You know, we look at that topic of, you know, comparing uh, real lifestyle sales to auto sales. So can you talk about, you know, what you brought over from your auto sales career? Well, a lot of sales training. I mean, uh, I did a lot of role playing a lot of training as far as, you know, asking questions, the sales process. So it was a very process-driven business, at least where I was at. And some urgency. A lifestyler is kind of like a car customer. They come in, I think the latest stat I saw, you've got, they visit 1.4 dealerships before they purchase. So you've got to make an impression on that client on their initial business, and you really got to try to move forward and do business with them while they're at the store. Where the ag salesperson typically... You know, they're visiting a farmer, they're building a relationship that, you know, that may be a, a long-term 
purchase cycle over months, where the car cycle is typically the same day, similar to the real life stores, so it really fit my, my makeup, my training well. And so I've taken advantage of the fact that a lot of ag sales people struggle with that real quick, tight, short process. Uh, that you have to have with a, a walk-in type of uh, lifestyle client. Is there anything that you did when you were working as a car salesman that, that worked uh, well for that market for car buyers that is not working uh, when trying to sell compact tractors or turf equipment? Really, very little doesn't transfer. Man, I mean, you could pretty much change names and change the model numbers and virtually everything transfers. No, I'm not really. I mean, it's, it's eerily similar. And that's the thing. A lot of people think sales are so different. I think a successful salesperson can sell virtually anything with the proper training. So I try not to fall into that trap of, well, you know, I'm not good at selling cars. I'm going to sell tractors. Or I heard it's really easy to sell solar panels. So a lot of salespeople don't want to look at their shortcomings. They blame the industry. Well, I'm selling this product. This is a crap industry. I need to go sell this product because it's a really hot product to sell. No, I think about everything transfers, and that's kind of a, a gripe I've got with our industry now. There's a lot of people in this business that aren't ready, really salespeople that haven't been trained as a salesperson. They're good old boys that like tractors and like farming. They think because they like tractors and like farming, they can be successful sales, and a lot of them struggle with it. Well, and I know when we look at how uh, the auto industry markets and promotes, it, you know, it's much more, uh, much more progressive, probably more aggressive than what's happening on the the turf and rural lifestyle side. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about that in terms of whether the rural lifestyle um, market is just, you know, is is too far behind with some of the the marketing and promotions that auto dealerships are finding to be successful. You know, it does, it is lagging, and that's what I joke. It's just the car business was lagging about three to five years behind. That being said, I think, I know our dealership's pretty aggressive in marketing. I see a lot of dealerships are pretty aggressive on marketing. Of course, there's a lot of car dealers are still doing it wrong. And there's a, and there's a, still a whole lot of this, you know, $99 a month, $129 a month, sale in Saturday. And it's, I guess that's kind of a necessary evil. I think the, the I think the breakdown is when customers enter the dealership in a rural lifestyle dealership. They're still not that urgency. They're still it's almost too laid back. Well, you know, let them check out the tractor, give them some brochures, and hey, if you guys have any questions, holler at me. So the car business does a better job of driving the urgency to help a customer move forward, go ahead and purchase it. Uh, I don't think a lot of uh, salespeople are at if lifestyle dealerships are asking for the sale uh, and they're not selling their sales. I don't want the dealership. I don't want to depend on the dealership's marketing. Uh, I don't want to depend on the economy. I want to be able to drive traffic myself and determine my destiny. I don't want to succeed or fail because of the weather, because of the rain, or who's president. And to do that, you've got to, be able to drive your own traffic and basically run your own business within a business. No, I got a little bit off topic. <laughs> yeah, that's an, a really interesting point because there, you know, you can always you can always find something that is holding back sales, and so so t- keeping that in mind that you know you base your success on on what you do. So, what are you finding as the biggest challenges 
You know, I hate to complain. I hate to say, well, the competition pricing, but you're always struggling with that. We've got a fairly close competitor that sells our product that has some crazy aggressive prices. And, you know, that's always a challenge uh, because so many people are shopping online, looking at Facebook, you know, on websites. And so they're already pretty low down the sales funnel by the time you may get to them. Uh it's challenging to sell yourself, maybe sell the product when you're getting an email or a message, hey, what's your best price? So that allows the customer basically, that gives the client an advantage as far as negotiating price uh, before you get a chance to build the value in your dealership and your services you provide. That being said, I do get quite a few sales from clients I, I, I feel like could purchase the product less expensive somewhere else, but I build value myself, my dealership and follow up promptly and uh, end up converting those folks. But, you know, it's always challenging, you know, when uh, you've got multiple dealerships competing. Uh, I struggle with my own brand dealerships competing as much as I do other manufacturers, but you just got to try to separate yourself. And I've tried to do that with some of the social media I've done as far as having a digital business card uh, my Facebook business page and doing a lot of marketing as far as, as equipment sales, like on Facebook marketplace, Craigslist, things such as that. Yeah. Th- those were all uh, really interesting when I started to take a look at them. So let's, let's dive into some of those a little bit. So um, explain what you mean when you say that you have a digital business card. It's basically a web-based card. I text it to a client and it automatically gives them a link to what are I've built on this page. And the company that I purchased this from gives you a template where you can kind of customize it. It's super easy. Uh, you know, it costs, it's not cheap. It costs me $900 a year, but I'm willing to invest that. Uh, and I will say this, most salespeople aren't willing to invest in their self. Uh, you know, I've had a sales coach in the past. I've invested in training on my own. Most salespeople aren't willing to do that. You know, they'll stop at Starbucks and get a six-hour coffee, but if you ask them to spend six, six hours a day on train, they'd poo-poo that. So there should be more of that. But but getting back to my card, uh, it's got a link to my website. It's got a link to my YouTube page with some videos. I've got a couple tractor apps on there. I've got a payment calculator. I've got a About Me button. Uh, and that client can go on that app and push a button, call me to schedule service. And they can share my app, which has been and been very uh, good for referrals. But it really separates me, you know, where some other guy might write his name down on a napkin or he can't find his business card. I say, hey, I'll shoot you my digital card. And it's a way for me to capture the client's phone number. I never have a client say, hey, I'm not giving my phone number. So several different ways, it's uh, been a very good advantage for me. So when did you start using that? And um, was it, you said that there was a template. Um was it, uh, you know, was it difficult to get set up even with a template or was it something that, you know, you set up in 10 minutes time? It's card tap. And if you mention my name, you may get a slight discount. Uh, it's, it's their main clientele are realtors and car salespeople. And so they did a little bit of customizing for what I was doing, but, but very little. And I can go on the, this website and basically change the way it looks or reconfigure or change links. It's pretty simple. Uh, and it's, it's a, it, to me, it's, it's very powerful uh, and a way to differentiate yourself amongst other salespeople. 
I know some of our JAG salespeople have some other apps that the dealerships are providing for uh, field assistance and such as that. But mine's more sales-led. It's a way for me to, my clients to connect with me. And also I can track. I, I can go on. I can go on and check my app and see how many people have tapped on my app, how long they stayed on it, which buttons they pushed, uh, what time of night. I'll get notification at midnight if someone's on my app looking at a, a tractor. So I, now I really think I'm just scratching the surface of the app, so I think I can do a lot more with it in the future. So far, Derek Alexander of Right Implement has highlighted a few of his social selling techniques and has also shared his philosophy of selling. He says that he is responsible for his own success or failures, which means he doesn't blame the dealership, the weather, the economy, the president, or whatever it might be for how sales are going. Next up, Derek shares more about his social selling approach, how he structures his workday, and how automated messaging helps him interact with customers after hours. You look at sales, you know, really not as just you being in the store during regular business hours. I mean, sales are going to happen for you whenever the customer is ready. Is that right? Oh, agreed. And when I really shifted and went to that mindset, my sales really took off. Uh, I was guilty when I first came into this business. I was so now working at the car dealerships and home at nine o'clock at night, working six days a week. I said, you know, I'm going to work eight to five, like. And I'm going to clock out at five o'clock and I'm done until the next day. And I did well just because of my sales training, my background, but I didn't get the love I wanted to get until I started really looking at it and connecting with people on social media, responding to people after hours, you know, having equipment on marketplace and really looking at it more as a 24 hour business. And I automated a lot of my follow-ups and responses. So, you know, I don't have to, talk to someone at 10 o'clock at night, but they can check out my equipment or go on my links and I'll have auto responses so I can respond to them the next day. But yeah, if you're not looking at, at this as a 24 day business these days, you're really going to miss some opportunities. Keeping that in mind, you know, that you're getting contacts from customers all times of the day and um, and your automation is, is a great approach. And But how do you set go about setting your regular work week? I mean, do you do you follow a strict calendar where you're doing, um, you know, follow-ups during a certain part of the day, outside sales, or, you know, what does your week look like? Well, I'm a store-based salesperson, so I do not leave the store. Uh, I handle my clients, my previous clients, referrals, uh, clients from internet, Facebook, phone-ins, and walk-ins. So I do not leave the store. I'm a very process-driven person, so that allows me to stick to pretty tight schedule. I don't come in early. I get here probably 8.30. Uh, but when I get here, I work. Uh, I typically leave at 5. I work some Saturdays till noon. But when I'm here, I work. Uh, I don't take a lunch. I may eat lunch at my desk for 20 minutes. It, when I roll in here, I, it, it's game on. It seems like there's a red badge, of, uh, an honor badge in this business for guys that say, man, I got here at 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah, but you read the paper and ate donuts for an hour with the other guys at the store. So what good is that? So I value my time, my off time with my family. I'm kind of a workout nut. So I'm up in the morning running, lifting weights, 
early, so I want to get that knocked out before I get to work so I have a good mindset for the day. But first thing I do when I get here, I've got a daily planner. I'll see if I've got any issues in service, clients having a, you know issue with equipment. I need maybe put a fire out. I'll make sure all my deliveries for the day are staged, check what appointments I have, and then I'll move forward and start following up with my clients. We do have a CRM which uh, gives me daily reminders of what phone calls or texts I need to make. And so my goal is going to be to get through all my unsold follow-up first. That's the people that are in the market that haven't purchased yet. Once I get through my unsold uh, client follow-up, then I'll go to sold client follow-up. Typically, every day I've got about 20 sold clients I'll follow-up with. I do a lot of that through text, you know, auto-text. Auto How's your equipment? I haven't heard from you in a while. How's your equipment doing? Is there anything I can help you with? Push a button, shoot it out. So... That's typically in the morning and afternoon, again, depending on whether I have appointments or deliveries, I'll handle those. And any free time I have, I'll go back to my follow-up, unsold and sold, and also manage what uh, equipment I've got for sale on Facebook Marketplace each day. Respond to those folks, of course. Now, you mentioned the auto-text. Is the auto-text an application as well? Oh, you know, it's on any phone, I'm sure. I've got it on iPhones. You know, it's, it's simple stuff. It's not real high-tech. You know, I've got a uh, HT. I, if I type in HT on text, it's the how's your tractor text. And it's a big, long text talking about the tractor they bought. How's it doing? Do you need service? And I just hit HT and push a button, send it out. Uh, DEL is when I hit a button that says, uh, thanks for buying your new tractor from me. I'll contact you soon to schedule a delivery. Please let me know if you have any questions in the meantime. Blah, blah, blah. I hit that and send it out. So... I try to automate a lot of stuff so I can do more with my time. Texting has been awesome. Uh, I tell you what, I rarely call anyone anymore. And I was from the school and car business where there's nothing better than to call a person. A lot of people these days use text to hide from you. So they won't hide from a text. You know, you may call a client six times and get a voicemail or no response. You text them, you'll hear back in 30 seconds. So that has allowed me to do more follow-up in less time and be more efficient with it. So you're having good conversations and getting, you know, keeping things going online. So when they come into the dealership, how do you approach them? So you're you're probably a little bit further along the sales process. They've they know you, they've seen your equipment. You know, what works for you with now being in person with your your client? You know, you're right. Uh, already talking to them via text uh, or Facebook, you go somewhat of a poor relationship. They saw me. I've even got a video I shoot out, an introduction video. They've got my app. They saw my Facebook business page link. So I've kind of got a little bit of rapport going with them through that that's kind of warming it up when they come in the door. And I tell you, that, that customer is a heck of a lot more enjoyable to work with than the guy that pulls up and gets out, has his arms crossed, has never met you before, maybe doesn't trust you, doesn't know you. So it's really a warm client when they come in. I just basically pick up where we left off. Hey, you know, regarding our conversation, I've got a couple – uh, of the 25 horsepower tractors we discussed, up right here for you guys to check out. You mentioned you may have a trade-in. You've already texted me some pictures of that. Let's get to work on this and see what we can do to accomplish what we can accomplish today. And I, and while I'm on that subject, I do all my trading via text. That's really streamlined my sales and increased my sales. Uh, I still shake my head. I heard a large uh, a salesman last week, and he mainly does large ag. You know, a guy was trading in a lawnmower that's probably worth 500 bucks. He says, well, I'll be out there next Wednesday, take a look at it, and get your trade value. I'm thinking, what the heck? I mean, 
I can do that via text in about 30 seconds. It's not rocket science. It's a 500 hour lawnmower. So I've tried to streamline that process. And that, and that saves me from, you know, how much time do you spend driving to a, a customer's house to appraise equipment? Yeah, I kind of get it on a combine, but on a mower or small tractors, it's typically not that complicated. I've been very successful with it. My trade sale is quicker, quicker than a lot of guys that, you know, make a visit to a, a client to uh, spend two hours pouring over a piece of equipment. So that's really streamlined my sales also. You know, one thing I wanted to ask, too, is that, you know, you, you've talked about your own sales training and what works for you. And it's interesting that you're giving back to the industry and that you've set up the uh, Facebook group for other sales per, uh, people. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I started a, uh, a Facebook page for salespeople that are selling, you know, real life stellar equipment, uh, compact tractors, side to sides, mowing equipment. I felt like there needs to be a place we could all maybe compare notes, uh, see what's working, what's not working, uh, get a little camaraderie. As a turf salesperson, sometimes you feel like you're a bit alone. You know, all the large ag guys tend to kind of hang together. They they get a lot in common with their business. For the turf turf guy, the turf salesperson in a ag store is kind of like the stepchild. As much as I sell, I still feel like that sometimes. So it's nice to have a community where you can converse, uh, bond with other salespeople, do what you do, and maybe share experiences and challenges. And we kind of, you know, joke around. We've got to we put up funny Sunday memes, have some different things, maybe some polls once in a while. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of having it, for me, a somewhat slow month this month on compact tractors. And put on there this morning, how's everybody's compact sales? I'm a little down, it's just me, or maybe it's just a market blip. So it's kind of nice to compare notes, you know, if, uh, if another salesperson had an ad, say, hey, I put this ad out last month, and this tractor was very successful. Hey, let's see the ad. Maybe I can learn from that and get better. So it's all brands. It's not just one brand. And we've got over 100 members throughout the United States. So pretty happy about that, and I uh, really enjoy uh, helping each other out. Well, and that's interesting to say that uh, to see that that people are coming in and, and sharing. I know that there's you know so much competition with salespeople that you know maybe they don't want to share their secrets. But you're you're seeing that they're also looking for some kind of uh, camaraderie and help. Is that right? Well, and the people on this side are pretty obviously they're serious about their business. They wouldn't be on this side. I went through and invited people that I, I kind of searched social media and YouTube, invited people that were that were sell, selling on social media, and, and I would even track their page. If I looked at a guy's personal page, and you couldn't tell he even sold tractors, I wouldn't invite him. It's like, really? This day and age, you got a personal page, you put bass fishing and baseball, but you can't put that you sell tractors? I mean, you don't have to wear someone out, but you really need to let people know what you're doing. So I tried to go out and find people that, that took it seriously. Uh, and as far as people stealing their secrets, you know, I don't worry about the name. What I found is most salespeople, even if you told them everything you did and how you did it, they're too lazy to do it. I mean, that sounds a little abrupt, but that's the truth. They'd rather blame the economy or the president or the dealership needs better marketing. They won't blame themselves. Anytime I have a bad month, I never blame my dealership. I look back and say, "What? where did I misstep this month? And I, I track a lot of statistics, by the way, too, that's tied into that. You'd like to elaborate on that. 
So what are you seeing this year then? What in terms of, you know, what might be some of the the big opportunities? What where do you see success coming from and you know in the short term? Oh gosh. Uh, I mean I mean we're in a wonderful market in real lifestyle uh, clients. You know, compact tractors are obviously hot. Uh sides, we've got a lot of new products at my dealership so they're hot. Mowing equipment. I think it's gonna be a great year. Uh, and I tracked by that. Uh, I tracked every month what I sell. I mean, I sold 17 commercial lawnmowers, 12 compact tractors, six lawn tractors, seven side-by-sides. I tracked every detail of everything I sell, how many clients I interact with. That way, I can kind of gauge where I'm at and and buy off what the market's doing. Most salespeople, if you ask them how many sales did you have this month, where'd they come from and look at you, would have no idea. So you need to know where you've been, uh, to know where, you, where you're going to be going in the future. You know, that's the key to this business is to make an unpredictable business predictable. And I think you can do that pretty darn accurately if you track all your statistics every month. Yeah, that's an interesting approach because, you know, a lot of sales is about people interacting with people. And it's interesting to see how you've backed that up with data so that you've combined that interaction with, uh, you know, the hard data. Well, I'm not an extrovert. I'm probably, you met me in price how does that guy sell so much? I'm a, a natural introvert. I'm a huge people person. I'm not the kind of guy that walks in the middle of a room and starts checking in and acts laughing. I'd rather stand in the corner of the room. Uh so when I got into sales, I had to see how can I, as an introvert, be successful. So I thought, well, I can control a lot of this. I can track my numbers. I can track my processes. I can learn to ask the right questions. I can learn to control, hopefully, every part of the process and be successful but not being an extrovert. You know, I was always envious of that outgoing guy that everybody knew that played golf and went to bars. Everybody in town knew him. And he sold through that, through those relationships. I wasn't that guy. And that's typically what you see in successful salespeople. You see the guy that's been the same chair at the dealership for 30 years and sells a lot. Well, he may not have had the right formula, but he stayed in the chair long enough just through attrition. He sells a lot. I came into this game late six years ago. I didn't want to wait 25 years to get my sales built up. So I had to figure out how I could do it rapidly. I didn't have a lot of relationships. That's how I had to pretty much build my business and get a lot of traffic driving from different areas to kind of shortcut that process. So what do you enjoy most about selling? I know that some people say, of course, it's the money. Some people say that, uh, you know, the idea of winning, you know, winning a sale is is most important. What what do you enjoy most about being a successful salesperson? Uh, Obviously, you know, a sale is almost an addiction and, if you're a good salesperson, you want to get get the sale, you know, close the transaction, handle the client's objections. Uh, but to me, the biggest benefit of what I do is I basically got my own business. I mean, a successful salesperson really has his own business within a business. I'm fortunate my dealership gives me great tools to work with. I mean, they supply me with an office, a computer, a cell phone, a company car. I've got a great pay plan. You know, they send me for training. Uh, they do aggressive marketing. So they give me all the tools. It's up to me to use them. And the harder I work, the more money I make. I mean, gosh, how, how much better does it get than that? 
And you basically determine your income. Excellent. Uh, all excellent points. Is there anything that I, I didn't ask about what you're doing that you wanted to share? Gosh, we've covered a lot in a short time. I hope I didn't ramble on too much. I just hope that you know more salespeople look at this and think think about the opportunities business. You know, potential as far as income, as far as basically running their own business. And if you do it properly, you're you're not really at the mercy of the winds of economy and different things. You know, I kind of laugh sometimes. A, a customer walked into all of the office and say, "Hey, how's business?" You know, uh, gosh, the price of corn. I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm and I, of course, I kind of laugh to myself. That's got nothing to do with what I do. You know, a lot of my family and friends think I sell combines and I sell to farmers. And very little of my business is to farmers. So, not to get off track, but there's so much opportunity in this lifestyle side, and I think a lot of the ag sales people don't think about how much opportunity there is. And I think a lot of that's because of glamour. You know, a guy saw a half million dollar combine and brag about it for a week, but in many cases, he didn't make that much off that five million dollar, you know, five hundred thousand dollar combine, and he has a whole lot of after the sale follow up. It's a very long sales cycle. I don't think enough people look at the opportunity on our side. They kind of just dismiss it because we're selling small ticket items. Thanks to Derek Alexander of Right Implement for sharing his sales strategies. A self-described introvert, Derek has developed a sales toolkit that fits his personality and what's even better, matches how rural equipment customers want to shop today. Derek has also taken the initiative to establish a Facebook group for rural equipment salespeople to share ideas and just have some camaraderie. Derek makes the most of a give-to-get philosophy, and the industry is better because of it. Stay tuned for additional podcasts from our experts and dealers. Our podcast is now available on Spotify. It can also be found on iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. And if you're not yet a subscriber to our print or digital content, head on over to RollUpLifestyleDealer.com and join our community. From all of us at Rural Lifestyle Dealer, I'm Lynn Wolf, and thanks for listening. 